Welcome to the Dad Bod Show. My name is Todd Abrams and I'm the founder of Dad Bod Inc. With each new episode of the Dad Bod Show, we will be bringing you in-depth, rich content and taking a deep dive into the not-so-glamorous and not-always-publicized side of our guest lives. We're going to fully engage and dissect the secret workings and behind-the-scenes code to gain a better understanding into what it is like of the business of being a dad. Our goal is to provide our listeners with lessons, powerful content, expertise, real-life examples, various scenarios, and additional resources that you will find value in, relate to, and be able to implement into your own lives to help you on your journey to becoming the best version of you. So sit back and let's get started. Look at the camera. There we are. We're going. It's good. Even if it's blurred out, it'll uh, change up and stuff. So Good. But... So welcome, guys, to another edition of the Dad Bod Show. Um, excited to be back. We get the third uh, edition, and today we have uh, a, a guy that I'm excited to uh, bring to our audience. He's a, a great friend. He's been a mentor. He's a, a great father. Many people um, know this individual if they're in the real estate industry. He is a, a big name and a very humble individual, but... Um, what we love to do here on the Dad Bot Show is just bring people, bring successful uh, individuals, uh, fathers, dads, to our audience, and really get behind the scenes. I say the unglamorous part of um, of life, right? The little things that make things work, but uh, getting into the backstory and not just what people see and think it's all uh, rose petals and stuff as far as uh, success in this individual. So. Welcome, uh, Mr. John Cheplak, to the Dad Bod Show today, and we are welcomed and honored uh, to have you on. Awesome to be here, bud. I'm excited. It's a privilege. Yeah, so we've got to know each other, I guess, over now. It's been quite a while, a uh, few years. have to say, hey, going back and um, sort of getting to know one another from uh, competing in different things, just two old guys trying to uh, to make... Uh, ends meet keep the youth standing on stage with a bunch of 20 year olds right a bunch of crazy guys but uh it's been fun and it's been uh, great to get to know you sort of uh many different similarities but from um your backstory and different things just for our audience um i've known you and just again i'll, I'll call it a for all our audience and stuff you're really um sort of you've been in that broker space you've been an agent i'll call you a coach consultant um, I'll call you a fitness fanatic, but then also um, CEO of The Real Recruiter. You've had your own agency, different things. So playing in that software space, many successes in business. But really what we want to talk about today is getting into your, you're a father of three. That's correct, right? And uh, just from, from that standpoint, just I want to get into our audience, sort of um, the back behind the scenes of, of Mr. Cheplak, right? So with that term, let's let's just sort of start it off. Everyone says, hey, the dad bod, right? And that's how we came to this. This is this mythic, mythical uh, word that sort of everyone has a preconceived notion. And to me, it's not um, always perceptions, not reality. And what sort of the, um, I'll call it the norm out in our society is really painted dad bod is not something that uh, you fit necessarily at all, okay? And uh, just for our listeners, you're... Uh, in your 50s, okay, 52? It'll be right? three, 53 in September, man. 53 years young, okay, and you look a bit friggin' 30. Um, you got the body of friggin' 30-year-old or less, and uh, I know your mind plays on that longevity, but to you, okay, what does the term, when you hear someone say, hey, dad bod, right, in this myth, okay, what does that term, what does dad bod mean to you? Uh, it, it means, um, well, I'm getting older and it's acceptable to just let myself deteriorate. 
Um, I, I that, that's me. That's that's my blink response. I, I do yeah. understand it's it's one. I don't know whether it's used pretty passively. Um, it's used intensely. It's used many different ways. But for for me, it just means it's oh well, it's okay to deteriorate and 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 not have respect for yourself and and not have a pride in yourself. And I think going a little bit further um, really is is we we look at things and spend a lot of time together is at a granular level saying to someone saying to themselves, well, it's not important that I'm really, really healthy and get to spend even more time with my children and family members as I get older. I mean, but I can go on and on. That's, that's my blink answer to it. But then there's our perspective of it. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, so just to paint the picture for the audience, you're three, what age groups do you have? So they're 20, 21, 24, 2092. I'm doing my math here, really. Hey. Lexi is uh, 27. Yeah. So yeah that, I know, I know your, your your kids, and you've done exceptionally well. I think you've. Uh, we'll talk about different things. I'm sure it's not all friggin' uh, smiles and, and chuckles up to, to there, but we've got someone with us that has a, a ton of experience in that space, and I think uh, you produced three uh, quite. Uh, I'll call it exceptional and a very uh, unique individuals in different ways. But um, having your kids, right, growing up and stuff, and I guess even you, did you envision way back when you started and you were in your 20s and whatever, right, saying, hey, this is like sort of what my life is going to be like. Do you like, when you were a kid, right, did you grow up thinking, hey, I'm going to be this this dad and we're going to live here and have this little white picket fence? Or what did you want to do when you were a kid growing up? You know, I... I don't know that I thought so much about, about that. I think it was a, a lot of youth was survival mode, um, as, as many of us get to. Uh, and then I think for me, as, as family progressed, uh, it was kind of like more than the next natural step as society's program to, yeah. to. So it's yeah. like I, I got mine was more of, OK, got married at 25 and OK, now I'm married. So the next thing you do is you have a child. And and then okay, so then you have a child. Then the next thing you do is you have a, a, another child. Uh, and for me, it was really that progression at that point in time, and and it evolved. And, and I'll tell you, it's been a work in progress because it was a it was a bumpy ride. A lot of people see um, you know my relationship with my children today, and uh, what I think is real important, Todd, is, is those that will watch and listen. This will see that, but but I think what's important to know too is that. It was a very bumpy ride in my early years in, in, in being a father. I mean, it just was. Yeah, it's similar. Me married at 24 and you 25. But what would you say? What, um, I guess, what's one of the most, for our, our audience, underrated? I'll call it the very important skills that a dad should possess. Humility. Uh, and and um, because I think that you'll hear a lot, you'll hear, uh, a child or a peer of ours. I mean, cause we're all children um, that, that, that maybe doesn't have a relationship with their mom or their dad. Uh, their, their mom or dad are around or maybe when I say around they're they're on the planet somewhere, but, but there's not a relationship. And, and what I knew, um, you know, my backstory was from 21 to 41 alcoholism, uh, you know, you know, nine years of, uh, excuse me, 20 years of, of um, going into rehabs. I wasn't, you know, um, abusing my wife or, or things like that. It was, it was more of a, it was a number for me. And so I wasn't truly present. And, and so when you're not emotionally present, um, you don't have connection. 
And so as, as time went on and I came back around, it'll be what July 21 will be 11 years sober for me. And, 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 uh, I remember the first thing I said is, Hey, you know, to, to, to one of my mentors is, you know, you need to, uh, uh, I need to spend time with my kids. Like, um, no, you need to take care of yourself and get yourself right first, man. You haven't really, truly I've, like Lexi's had 20 plus heart surgeries. I never missed a heart surgery through all those years, but, but being there physically versus being there emotionally and energetically are two different things. And, and so I would say that, um, as I got to learn and I look at the relationships I have now, humility, um, so many times I think we want them to do this and we want them to do that. Um, no, I'd say allow them to have experiences, but keep an energy of humility and vulnerability as a parent versus authority. No, I love that. I think that's part of what, why I have somewhat of an issue with the, the, the term dad bod and different things, because I think a lot of the individuals that do use that as an excuse, right, to fit the what's now accepted, don't really go back. And when I look at it, it's a responsibility, accountability of taking care of yourself, because if you can't take care of yourself, right, it's that old saying, hey, when your your oxygen mask drops, you got to put it on first for yourself. And I think many of them, um, fathers out there, whether they be new or old, um, use that as an excuse in their own life and it never comes back to that humility and stuff because they can't resonate and make a change with themselves so playing on that i guess um one of the things that i think is important to me i I'll almost phrase it the same way but what do you believe is so as a dad we have all these resources right we're say, say a hunter okay and we have the, the quiver full of arrows we've got a bunch of different tools or if you want to look at it as the handyman you have these tools in your tool belt right what would you believe is the most valuable tool in that tool belt or in that quiver and I want to see, so I'll ask for your answer first and then I'll give you mine because I think they're going to be sort of the same because you played on it. But really, I think that's one of the things because when you, I think, nail this piece down, a lot of other things fall from it and a lot of fathers, I think, miss that. So what would your answer be to that? Well, I think it's twofold. I think equally in business and we've seen the memes that run around, you know, you're like the five people that you hang around with the most. I think number one with intention be around dads that have the same values. I'm not saying perfect dads because no one is, we're still figuring this thing out, man. Yeah, there's no perfect dad. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I think the most important thing is people that mirror where you're at or, and more importantly, where you're trying to go as a father, um, as, as a leader in your business, you want to be around leaders that, that mirror those values sure. as a leader of your family, look for people because you're going to show up those people, you're going to absorb them. So, so that that's number one. I think number two uh, comes back down to, you know, the parallels in business is, uh, am I doing, am I living by striving to be everything that I expect my kids to be? Uh, and, and so for that, it's, uh, a, having those people around for accountability, having the humility to ask your kids, you know, for their feedback and their input, um, and then constantly growing. I mean, knowing that we, you know, what are the resources that are out there in my interpersonal development? Because, you know, just, hey, I arrived. It's, it's kind of like people that arrive, they go into that stereotypical dad bod, you know, where the trajectory goes down. Well, as your body goes downward, I got news for you, folks. So does your head and your heart. I mean, it's just a pure reflection of it. So um, I, I would say it's just, um, you know, 
most importantly, always the people that you're around. Secondly, uh, staying focused on your growth interpersonally and, and then showing your kids that, living it. Well, you live that every day. You're in the gym at three o'clock and stuff, sort of same beliefs and stuff. So I, I agree. So my, my number one piece there, I say, was really, I'll call all that for me. It's, I'll call it real communication. Because uh, communication with your network, with your kids, whatever. But I'll say, because conversation is information, right? And then information goes back to understanding. And I, I love that thing because I, I truly believe as well when dad bought, it's not the one with just, hey, it's not the perfect dad. There is no perfect dad, right? And that term doesn't have to necessarily mean abs and this and that, okay? But uh, I love the quote. There's a quote that says, sometimes the poorest man leaves his children the richest inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. And from that standpoint, it's not always just the money. It's not always like people say, hey, well, I'm uber successful and wealthy. And that's part of my intention is to, to deliver content to our audience here because it's not all about money. You can have tons of money and different things. But again, that's not always what you need to leave your children, right? It's the wisdom. It's the knowledge. It's the network. It's the communication. It's the different pieces. And again, to me, there's no single one path to success as a dad or as a father, right? There, there's many different ones, but I think part of it that separates you and a lot of others from the pack is that passion, I'll call it for the duty, okay? Yeah. And the ability to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. So you're one of the people that I've taken a lot from in regards to that aspect of it. Like we just discussed a minute ago, right off camera before, like even we won't get into the stories, but with Lexi and stuff, and you have one hell of, ability to love unconditionally right and you have this filter and it's amazing to me how the parallels in business and what i see you as a father really relate back to and i think that's that's key so um i guess from that i'd love to go into so if you had to look over like your life right the last 20 plus years okay of your kids and different things um i guess if you had to ask right and you have like the kids that um of course they're older it's different things so what three adjectives if you had to have like your three kids okay what three adjectives would your children use to describe you intense huh. that would be uh, number one for you okay 100 percent uh, wrote down before <laughs> yeah intense um uh reliable and and what's really neat about that and, and, and I would pass this out, you know, it comes back to where we started. Um, that was not a word they would have used to describe me um, in my early words of um, parenting, early years of parenting. I mean, reliable. They know I'm there. Um, intense, uh, reliable, and um, predictable. And, 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 and the predictable one, it's interesting. I think people get so caught in things. Um, predictability is uh, every word has its duality. You know, there's that, oh, they're predictable. You, you know, listen, I'm growing <laughs> and, and I'm constantly striving. So it's not this, you know, boring guy. I mean, you know, many people in society look at it, but I mean, predictable from a standpoint of is um, consistent and that um, you know that I'm not going to be off the rails and they've got a concern is dad going to be there for me or not the predictability of when i get in trouble when i have a problem dad's going to seek to understand first moving the authority away there's not resistance predictable being that there's times when um, he's going to he's going to be there 100 but uh there's times maybe not the way that i want him to be support doesn't look and feel like support all the time 
So times where I get to let you go through the pain a little bit to grow from it, which you know that as a dad, we go back and you maybe even shed tears or have that feeling of, oh, how can I let him go through it? But I have to. So I would say those three. Yeah, most definitely. And and what's interesting is, you know, wouldn't say that before, um, you know, coming back around too. you know, as we we're, were chatting there earlier is the single most important thing with, with kids, I, my discovery, let go of the authority thing, let go of the authority thing because authority has is and again, it has its duality, but it has this resistance in it. And, and I find when I resist with them, what's going to happen is they shut down. Uh, they're not going to share. I want my kids. One thing, my kids back to your point of communication is, uh, and, and listen, <laughs> say no more. Imagine raising kids in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, and, and I think that the thing is if, if you lead them with authority, uh, not just kids in Vegas, but you're not going to get the whole story. If you lead with authority, you're not going to get the whole story. I'd rather hear the whole story and what maybe hear what I didn't want to hear. But it, with that, it's I can support them at a better level and feedback loops are really critical. It's yeah. awesome. So tailoring into that, what would you say has been your hardest challenge on your fatherhood journey so far? Uh, it would be, um, you know, people say, uh, I, I don't judge people. You know, listen, <laughs> no one's perfect. <laughs> and, and I think it's staying out of judgment with your kids. Uh, with my kids, let me speak responsibly, staying out of judgment, um, staying out of, um, uh, I was a, a good friend of ours. Uh, and I think you've heard of him, uh, John Moretti. So John and have you guys met yet? Yeah. We met in Vegas. Remember at Mike's. Oh Vegas? yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, 30 plus years of friend and, and, uh, it was funny. We were sitting down one, one time, we were at a show, my son was competing. And, and and I probably use some adjectives to describe his little spirit because he was running around, you know, just being, I go, he is something else is what I'll say. He said, yeah. And um, how old is he? He's not 21, huh? I said, no, not 21. He says, wow. And um, gosh, he's miles ahead of you because you were way worse than he was at that age. And I'm like, whoa, right? So there's two parts there. You know, we go back to John is one of us, you know, he's that disciplined, committed guy, longevity, he's a father, and he's a voice of reason to have around me. So, uh, yeah, it was judgment, you know, and and then coming into this authority space. So, but yeah, as I removed judgment in, in a loud versus resisting, um, that's that, that was the one piece that, and I still have to look at it, I still do. So, so I guess over your course now, like you said, a bit 25 years, fatherhood, 28 years, whatever, what, what would you say your favorite age has been? And I know you said it, a lot of different things. It ties into, I guess, sort of that hardest challenge, different things. But what would your favorite age be, have been with the, the kids growing up? I would, say, I would say probably the 23, uh, 22 to, to, to 25, right in that range. You know, little guys just turn uh, 21 and um, they, uh, when we go and so we've got, uh, he just had a birthday yesterday and so we're all going to gather tomorrow and it's a clan, all three of them. They're so different. They lack nothing in spirit. Um, 
watching them evolve, you know, before it was positioning. And now they recognize how all three of them are different. They, they love each other to death and then they were, and there's things they don't like about each other, but it's so fun because it's, um, it's like, yeah, I've got a responsibility to, um, continue to set an example. It doesn't end, you know? Um, but, uh, seeing them just to have their discoveries in life each day as they go through it and, and challenge each other in a loving, supportive way based on the experiences they're having. So I'd say that, I don't know, any parent probably says the right now time, but I'm having the best time with them right now more than ever. Yeah. That's awesome. So how would you, how do you want to be remembered as a father, as a dad, as a friend to them, right? Like, um, when you're no longer around. Uh, you, you know, some may not agree with this, but they don't have to. And that's the beauty of it. But I think that uh, many can relate to this, that um, no matter, uh, you know, what your, I don't know, failure is the right word. Uh, but, you know, when you fall short as a dad you or and as a human, because not only falling short as a dad, but you're just falling short maybe as a human, didn't show up the way that you wanted to. <clears throat> is is that you can not only in your parenting but in life hopefully my parenting can be a modeling for them that when they look at something where they didn't show up the way that they wanted to it wasn't a failure it was an opportunity for growth like people talk about karma you know karma is going to get you i hope karma gets me i hope it does because what karma is for me when it comes back around it's an opportunity for me to take something that that wasn't right, that is incomplete and complete it and make it right. Hmm. I like that. See, I love karma. Yeah. People, karma's a bitch. Karma's amazing. It's a time to clean up. And so I want to, I want to show them if anything as a dad and as their parenting too, uh, because it's tough. There's going to be times where, you know, I'm screwing up here. I know you're not. This is a, this is the contrast that you need. This is a lesson you can choose. Most human beings, will retreat and we stuff things down because we want to look a certain way. You know, we want to look like a good dad. You know what? Hey, I've screwed up and I'm still going to, but to, to have them see that in, in parenting and in life that you can always, um, there's open loops that you can close and you can close them in a way that causes the relationship to grow, whether in parenting friendships or business. What would you say one of your favorite holiday memories or family gatherings and stuff? I know you, I see the um, stuff on Facebook and different photos and stuff of the kids and different things, but I know getting into, hey, we'll mention now your grandpa as well, right? Grandpa, grandpa uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, what, what would one or two of those favorite memories be for you? Um, that's a really good one because I think it's really important, Todd, because uh, a lot of people think it's weird. Um, what I'm, <clears throat> the best memories and the ones I'm most proud of is the, the every Thanksgiving, every single year. And uh, I've been uh, uh, divorced from the children's mom for, geez, 13, 14 years. Um, every single year. And she's remarried to a great guy and has been. Her life's amazing. Every single year, we are all under the same roof for Thanksgiving. And, and, and there's no tension, um, the ability to, 
uh, I don't know, people say put all your problems aside. There aren't any problems. It's life. I mean, don't, if, you, if you want to label someone, it's like people say, I don't even like seeing the word ex-wife. You know, it's my, my children's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and listen, we're not together for a reason. We, our paths went a different way. But I would say Thanksgivings uh, and and uh, seeing and feeling that experience and watching our kids. I mean, even to the point where if I'm like going to was going to go out of town for something, Lexi, Dad, that's my one date. Everyone, you know, and yes, I know. <laughs> you know, something. I would say that for for the combination of a, I love that thing. I love that holiday. B, we have not missed a year in probably fifteen years where the blended families have come together. And C, we enjoy it and and have great memories from it. That's awesome. So let's go back for a second. So how are you different, or most different, I guess, from your parents or your grandparents, right? Do you see different characteristics in that have come into your life from your dad and from, I'll call it early teachings and interactions, right? And I, I know you've evolved over time, but do you still see those underpinnings coming up in different areas in your life with your kids? Sure, I would stay with, because um, our, our stepdad was really with us the most in our, in our childhood. And he was um, very, I, I think what I did, and, and again, everyone doing their best is, is as intense as as I um, am, um, I think in, in my parenting level, I, I mean, probably backed off the intensity um, compared to what that was because there were parts of it that were really, really good. I, but I think from uh, a, a demonstrating work ethic, which I think is just super important, mm-hmm. demonstrating work ethic, demonstrating that um, nothing's free, uh, that, that, that if you want something, go for it. Um, I would say that, uh, that's something definitely that I've carried forward, uh, from my mom, who was really, I would say in looking at, because our father, uh, passed when we were four and five years old, my brother, um, the no victim attitude, the, the no victim, because mom had to, when our dad passed away, she got to wear two hats, right? Mom and dad, you know, she worked three jobs, didn't complain. And, and then, you know, then she burned the boats and said, forget it. I'm going all in in real estate. Many years, she went from receptionist to watching guys sell big businesses and said, you know, I can outsell everyone. <laughs> and, and, you know, came from, from nothing and, and built it all herself. And so what I would say is um, the no victim attitude um, and and the the ability to you know call it tough love I, I don't know call it what you want to but that thing of no picking and choosing and knowing when yeah you're going to miss on your spots but knowing when when being there for someone is just listening and letting them experience it or being there for someone is knowing when hey i need to step in and and do something alongside you so i would say, say those are the pieces yeah I guess that sort of answers my next question a little bit. So you as a coach, right? A lot of people know you as a coach consultant, and uh, I think you do that job probably better than anyone else. And it's clearly, it's it's your passion. It's your, uh, I call it, I think that's one of your main purposes in, in your life that I take away from that. But what would you say, like going back to your family members, it sounds like your mom though, right? But who has been that greatest coach in life, okay? And then my second part to that question is, um, your parenting style, do you look at you coaching your kids in different areas in life? Um, sort of, you see that evolution coming through? Oh yeah, you bet. Uh, mom, certainly. Uh, and, 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 and what, 
you know, what again comes through is that discipline, commitment, but, but allowing people, I think, you know, I, I learned it over time. Um, you know, we've heard the cliches and from, from coaching that I continue to get myself is attached to the process, detach from the outcome and, and, you know, emotions we were talking prior to on the call is, is some experiences I'm traveling through right now is, you know, attached to today and, and emotionally, um, detach from the outcome because the power is right now. The power is in this moment. You know, I, I give away my power when I look back. I mean, as long as, as long as I reflect back on things from a space of, of learning, that's great. I'm gaining power from it. Um, as long as I look at, at vision as just seeing a picture of, you know, see it before it happens, but then then coming back and attaching to the process. Um, I think in in you know looking at coaching parallels and and leaving my kids. Yeah, I think there are some parallels. I think coaching has probably helped me uh, be better at because coaching is, in my opinion, is there's a couple of things. Big part is listening. Uh, it's someone feeling building a relationship with someone that feels you know as a respect. Um, they see some credibility in you. And, and a lot of times what it is, 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 is them hearing their thoughts and expressing it to someone. Many times they've got the answer. And so creating that environment where someone feels safe, um, but also has a respect so that they can take the thoughts that are many times, it's just dumping the thoughts out of their head, you know, into whether it's the universe or, you know, as they talk to pen to paper. And so that's a big part of coaching. Um, and, and then with, with kids too, it's listening. They come to me Dad, and it used to be, and I'm watching myself do it now. What am I going to do about this? Or what's this? Or what's that? Da, da, da. And I come back with a question and it used to be this, you know, here's where you go to, but then I go back to a lesson. You do this, you do this, you do that. Well, A, it doesn't serve them. B, that's my picture. C, you know, they don't grow from it. And, and so it's, it's restraint at a certain level <laughs> because a lot of times we know how things are going to turn out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's holding to, yes, they're very parallel because the, the, the principle again, that hopefully people can take away from this. We've talked about a lot is you can't make anyone do anything, whether as a, as a parent, significant other um, in business, uh, Self-discovery is the number one and only way to get someone to make a choice, make a change, and or move into higher productivity, whether it's in life or whether it's in, in, in business. And so uh, very much so in asking the questions and the tough part, walking away, not going, now what are they going to do? Or they need to do this or remind them. Um, I, I'd say that they're very, very powerful. Because because what we're doing really, Todd, is, is and you know it too, is that, you know how to generate revenue. The people we hang around with know how to generate revenue and, and, and build a business. Um, and, and there's growth that we continually uh, seek. There's knowledge we continually seek, but exemplified by what we focus on is our, our body and our being first and, and our minds and our spirit. <clears throat> I think the interpersonal development piece is always first and foremost. At this point now, I think in life is, Sure, we're looking at 
scaling businesses and you sit in those rooms, but when you get in the room with those people that are doing big, big stuff, there's always the interpersonal stuff that's going on. That's always the foundation. So, and so it's that, you know, sticking to the principles where that, because if I get too attached to the outcome emotionally, um, it's going to take up space in other areas of my life and not allow me to be productive. That's awesome. I think you dropped a lot of uh, key principles there that I hope everyone uh, took away and I'd say replay that little section. But um, I guess for in closing out in the next little while, what would you say, what would, um, if you put on the, the, the dad hat, but then also let's take it as the, the coach Cheplak hat, right? For individuals that might be stuck in that sort of, I'll call it that mythical place where the dad bod, right? And like I said, going back to, it's not just about the the physique and stuff, but the, the, I'll call it more mentality, right? And to me, that just means like a mediocre sort of, someone that has that mediocre mind is using that really as an excuse, right? It's their crutch. And now that uh, society is more or less termed it, it's okay and it's acceptable. And we won't get into the Planet Fitness articles and different things, but all the different, the sort of tell people, hey, it's, it's, it's okay to fit in now. And I think, what would your three pieces of advice or three um, things you might tell someone, um, a young father, maybe a dad who's just sort of stuck in its business, different things as well. But what, what are three pieces of advice that you would give someone to sort of try to help them get out of that place where they are stuck, right? What are those, those maybe three key principles or takeaways to be uh, just a better, like for me, it's about being better every day, right? But if you have those little niches in your belt and you're, you're making it, I think you become a better in a father stuff. So when we go back to really saying, hey, what would three pieces of advice you would give someone to try to better them and move them from where they are uh, mentally, physically into that next realm of becoming a, a better dad? Sure. Three and, and, and maybe they only pluck one from it because the situation may be different. But I think obesity right now is is our number one epidemic in the U.S. Sure. Um, what, 55 percent? Really? Yeah, somewhere there. Right. So, so so my number one would be is uh, go into the future. Don't j- just see it. OK. And, and ask yourself, what does it look like when you're 60 or 70? You know, what type of, of um, person do you want to be for your kids then? What do you want to be someone that's participating in life, walking beside them and, and really experiencing them and grandchildren at the highest level? That's what I look at. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to jump on a hiking trail with my kids. I want to be able to, you know, go. I took Lexi to Europe, to Italy and just walk and go a million miles an hour and, and, and nonstop. So, you know, what's the picture look like experientially? And that's the tough thing is sure. We've got to look in them now, but that's a time where the future looks really good. Here's number two. Don't judge them because I don't think anyone's good or bad. It's where they're at. But here's what I would do. Most people just, um, be a witness, not a judge. Look at your parents right now. Where's their health at? And what's it limiting that not only they can do, but limiting maybe some of the experiences that you can have with them right now. And I say, you know, using that as a guide, you know, using that as a guide. Um, the third thing is our children will show up as we are eventually eventually because it's it's for example me i talk about my mom and 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 so 
you know, be as you want your children to be. If you truly love them, truly love them. It's not just providing a roof and buying them things. It's, it's modeling for them. Okay. So I think that um, just knowing that you are shaping a, a future leader, um, you're, you actually have certainly your DNA. I tell people, here's, you know, what's great about my kids. They have my DNA. You know, what's not good about my kids. They have my, <laughs> right. Um, but, but, but know that they're watching every step you take, like every single take step. And, and, and so if, uh, and sometimes what we have to do is we have to go outside of ourselves to do something for ourselves. Some people do, you know, the coaching space is everyone's different. Okay. So right now, maybe your self-respect or pride in yourself isn't where it needs to be. There's something you need to look at there. That's okay. Then, then, then go outside and, and maybe do it for someone else. Most would say, well, that's not how you do it. Well, yeah, everyone's different. Maybe you can do something for, okay, I'm going to do it for, I don't want to go to the gym. It sucks. I don't want to eat, eat clean, but I'm going to do it for my kids. Well, here's what's going to happen. You start eating clean. Okay. You start working out, you start feeling better. You're going to look in the mirror, your pride's going to grow and, and you're going to build on that. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it just happens, man. So um, those are the things that I would do. Well, it's awesome. Well, I appreciate the time before we leave. I want to make sure that our audience knows where they can find Mr. John Cheplak. So um, give them your social media, give them your website. Sure. Uh, how can they contact you if they want to learn more about um, your coaching services? I think there's many parallels, like I said, between the business and that's why our, our main message is the business of being a dad, right? It's really about, hey, how do you dominate in business? And I believe it's a direct correlation. So we want to dominate in, in fatherhood. So how can they they find uh, John Cheplak? Sure. Go to, go to my personal, I tell people my personal Facebook page is and I've got business websites, but you can go to my personal Facebook page and connect with me there, message me there. You go to cheplaclive.com, interruptthepattern.com is my personal development. It takes people kind of through my journey and, and a little book that I wrote and some podcasts and stuff there. And then, uh, yeah, those two, because the real recruiter, that's a software that's just for the real estate industry, but cheplaclive.com, interruptthepattern.com, or just my personal Facebook page and you'll find me. Awesome. We'll put up definitely a link. The Interrupt the Pattern, guys, is an absolutely incredible book. Uh, it changed a lot of my uh, output and different things in life. And I think uh, our audience definitely needs to get hold of that. So we will put that in the, the show links. We'll put all your social media handles and stuff. And John, it was a pleasure having you on the DadBot Show. I appreciate your uh, time. I appreciate your wisdom. appreciate your mentorship. And uh, definitely look forward to having our audience uh, take these nuggets of wisdom and hopefully implement them into uh, – their life to become a better person, to become a better uh, individual and become a better dad. And uh, with that, guys, I just want to uh, tell all of our audience out there, if you guys find value in this, I want you to share this podcast, share it on iTunes, share it on YouTube, share it on Stitcher. Um, we provide this, this is all content that's valuable. It's free. It's a, really a passion project. We just want to be able to change more lives. And I think together as a group, okay, as a community, as John said, it's about network. You can actually make an impact and, uh, for those that need um, additional assistance, uh, reach out, go to dadbodinc.com uh, and be more than happy to uh, do what we can. So guys, 
without further ado, I appreciate your time, John. I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for taking the time. It's early for you, and we'll definitely look forward to having you back on another episode, maybe get you on for some coaching as well. So with that, guys, have a great day. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you. We'll look forward to uh, connecting soon. Take care, guys.